Welcome to Think Yourself Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Duranja. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, cognitive behavior specialist, personal trainer, and recovering perfectionist turned professional half-asser. Thanks for being here and for taking the journey with me from surviving to thriving. Let's dive in with today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Think Yourself Healthy podcast. And on today's show, um, changing things up a little. So you will notice that this is a midweek episode release, and I was so excited about wanting to record this episode and share this information with you guys that I couldn't wait for next week. So I decided to do it a little different and add a bonus podcast. So the podcast that released last week or this last Monday um, is doing phenomenal. And that one was all over women's health, things like HPV, um, bacterial vaginitis, uh, yeast infections, like all of the good stuff. It's doing awesome. I've gotten a lot of great feedback from it. And um, a lot of people said that it really, really has, uh, was beneficial for them. So if you have not listened to that episode, I encourage you after this one to check that one out, especially if you are female and even males, you would benefit from this information. So um, the other change is I'm in my bedroom. So I am recording in a different location. I wanted to change things up a little, get away from the desk or the kitchen counter. Um, and be just a little bit more cash and real with you. I kind of feel like this might be like, you know, pillow talk, I guess, in a sense. Um, and so it was appropriate to do it in here. So, all right, let's get to it. So the reason that I decided to make this episode midweek is because a while back, um, I had talked with you guys and told you that there were some things that I was experiencing um, in terms of my health and it caused me to have to go to the emergency room and have you know several months worth of follow-up testing, CAT scans, um, ultrasounds, colposcopies, gosh, the list goes on and on. I've, I've had all kinds of um, procedures to diagnose um, what was happening with me. Um, so this happened, let's say, oh gosh, it was during quarantine. I can't remember exactly um, when I ended up going to the ER, but Previously, prior to this point, um, I had been experiencing some additional physical ailments. Um, I was getting sick to my stomach a lot, having a lot of excruciating stomach pain. Um, I know that I have wheat and dairy allergies or intolerances, and so those things typically um, can create problems for me. But I am pretty mindful about avoiding those things and, you know, avoiding cross-contamination, that kind of thing. Um, so I felt like this was a little something different. And I was experiencing a lot of headaches, having, you know, significant chronic fatigue. I was having a lot of um, pain in my knee and in my hip, all on my right side. Um, what else did I have going on? Like I, my headaches were on the right side. No, my headaches were on the left. It was just all of these different things. Um, I know that I'm forgetting something significant and I can't think of it. Anyway, 
Um, so this was going on for quite some time and um, I was really just kind of baffled trying to get to the bottom of things and pinpoint what is it that's triggering me to feel like this. Um, difficulty with sleeping. Oh my gosh. Sleeping was, ha you know, almost impossible. Um, so anyway, um, sometime late March, early April, it was early mid evening. I can't remember exactly. I was laying on the couch, had just finished up a call and all of the sudden I was crippled over an excruciating abdominal pain. Um, probably some of the most intense abdominal pain I have ever experienced in my lifetime. And within a matter of seconds, um, that turned into, you know, explosive diarrhea and basically projectile vomiting. And so I was really freaked out. I was thinking, did I eat something bad? Like what in the heck has happened to me? And so this continued for several hours. And by the time, I think it was close to midnight, I really thought I was dying. I was in so much pain. I was not okay whatsoever. I decided uh, to text my roommate and, or I called her, I think I called her and, um, or I might've yelled. I don't remember exactly, but I knew I needed help. And so I said, I need to go to the hospital. And, um, oh, I remember the important detail I forgot. So at this point, I'm also in a boot for having a fractured heel. Um, I had thrown a little bit of a temper tantrum, temper tantrum, I can't, I can't, I'm not even going to attempt. Anyway, so I had this episode, I was triggered, I had this moment and decided to stomp my foot on the ground out of frustration. Well, when I did that, I um, created a stress fracture in the bottom of my right heel and ultimately um, that required me having to get a boot put on. Um, lots of icing, you know, lots of pain, lots and lots of pain. This is not fun. And so by this point, you know, I'm in the ER, I'm in so much pain, it's quarantine, you can't have anybody come in with you. Um, and I just want help. Like I am just desperate to be out of the pain that I was in. And so um, they ask all kinds of questions and then they start doing all the rounds of testing and ultimately um, they go ahead and release me at about five, six in the morning and said that I must have had an ovarian cyst rupture. So follow up with a gynecologist and, um, you know, take necessary steps. So I go home and, um, I'm lying in bed. I hadn't gotten any sleep and I get a phone call and it's the hospital. So they call me and they're like, so upon further investigation of the CAT scan, the reviewer had identified that on the right side of my colon, there was a large inflamed mass and they felt very strongly that it was maybe inflammation related to um, colitis, so thickening of the intestinal wall in the colon. So I, um, so they said, you know, we encourage you to follow up with a um, gastrologist and an endogastrologist and, you know, determine whether or not this is actually colitis. 
And so by now I am completely just dumbfounded. I am like, I don't even understand what is going on. So I think I have the answers. Um, I had an ovarian cyst first and potentially that might have caused the um, abdominal wall to become inflamed. So it made sense, right? Right ovary, right, you know, um, part of the colon. So a couple weeks, so I start having the follow-up appointments. It started with um, the gynecologist. Oh, and just a little more back information. Back in November, I had gone for a yearly follow-up with my um, gynecologist. And basically at that point, they determined that it uh, appeared that cervical cancer had come back. And so they um, did the colposcopy and then, no, no, they did, um, yeah, they did the colposcopy to determine that the tissue was um, problematic. That came back, it came back um, as having H1N1, um, I don't know. Anyway, if you listen to last week's episode, you'll recall everything I was talking about. But anyway, long story short, at this point, I think that I have cervical cancer and that there is a right uh, mass in my left breast that needs to also be checked out. So um, plethora of things going on. So I go to the gynecologist, they determine, they do all of the testing, and then I get a phone call and they're like, so good news. Um, you do not have cervical cancer. So there's no cervical cancer. I did not have any ovarian cyst. There was absolutely no evidence of having any kind of cyst. So at this point, she is baffled and she says, you know, maybe you passed a kidney stone. Maybe it was a kidney stone. So I'm like, okay. So I call up the nephrologist, we get my appointment, I go in, I do all of my labs, um, do a urinalysis, and so I go in for the appointment and she's like, I'm not really sure why you're here um, based on everything you know that we reviewed through the CAT scan, the ultrasounds, the blood work, the urinalysis, your kidneys are in absolute perfect condition. She was like, um, for someone who has this autoimmune kidney disease, your kidneys are basically the same state that they were when you were originally diagnosed at 18. She's like, I don't know what you're doing, but I have a lot of patients who could really use your help because, um, with kidney disease, kidney can be uh, very, very challenging when it comes to diet. Following the uh, kidney disease protocol is not a fun diet, which is part of why between dialysis and thinking about, you know, transplant and the, and the diet, I was like, forget it. I'm going to get my shit together. And at 18, that's where my pursuit for knowledge and passion for um, holistic practices, you know, really um, started getting nurtured. And I have gained 25 quality years on my life by really um, staying true to uh, my behaviors. And it's because I value them. I value my health. I value my life. And um, I just want to have an opportunity to be here living my best life. And I know that holistic practices are a huge component of that, specifically nutrition and hydration. So um, I've taken it very seriously. 
And so that was great validation. However, it left us completely baffled because now we've ruled out ovarian cysts, we've ruled out cervical cancer, we've ruled out um, anything that has to do with kidneys, no kidney stones. So then they're like, well, I guess, you know, next step is to go follow up with the, the uh, gastroenterologist and see if maybe this is just all happening in the colon. So I follow up with them. We end up doing a, um, oh, what do you call it? Colon, colonoscopy? Yes, we did a colonoscopy. Prep was brutal. It was um, 12 hours basically of just, you know, uh, cleansing the bowel out. And I never want to have to do that again. And I don't think I will have to based on the findings. So they took me in, they did the procedure. Um, after they brought me back out and, and brought, you know, I was uh, conscious again, the doctor came in and he was like, so your colon is absolutely beautiful. He's like, uh, the tissue is so healthy and so smooth. He, he was like, I don't know what you're doing, but um, you're, you're, this, this is like one of the most beautiful, perfect colons. And he took pictures and he showed me pictures. And I should show you guys the pictures. Um, I might put up a little uh, shot for those that are watching this through YouTube. Um, at the end of this podcast, I'll have to go grab it and then just insert that in. Anyway, it was beautiful. Like even I was impressed looking at the pictures because I have seen what an unhealthy colon looks like and what a healthy colon looks like. And this was super optimal. Great. So more validation, right? Like over the last 25 years, all of the things that I have been doing have been so beneficial to my overall health. So what the heck? Like what is happening to me? I don't even understand. Well, that's not completely true because for some time I had been, um, my gut was telling me, literally, um, my gut was telling me that something was off, that there was a piece of my life that was um, not in alignment, or maybe there was a few pieces that kind of made up a big portion. And so um, I was in denial, like complete, complete and total denial of not wanting to accept the reality of what I thought was actually happening. So I had hypothesized that there was something completely different happening and that it wasn't any of these traditional things that they had previously um, you know, thought could be the problem. So I had to sit with all of this and basically I had to accept that physically there, there was nothing wrong with me. I am literally um, the picture of health. My heel healed very quickly. Um, like there was nothing wrong with me. There's no lump in my breast. There's no um, cervical cancer. There's nothing wrong with me that they can diagnose and then treat me with. So I'm left with my original hypothesis that I was in denial about. And basically I um, started really leaning into having to accept that I was the cause of what I was experiencing. And when I say that, I mean, number one, 
I wasn't being honest with myself and I wasn't being present with myself and accepting circumstances for what they were. And this was an energetic problem. This had absolutely nothing to do with like a disease. These were all symptoms that were manifested to get my attention. And as I look back on it, um, the timeline of when I started really experiencing um, these symptoms, the severe abdominal pain, the fatigue, the you know chronic fatigue, the insomnia, was also correlated with a relationship that I was trying to manage. Um, I decided that I was going to attempt a long distance relationship. And in this long distance relationship, it really created some obstacles and challenges. And ultimately, um, it was having, uh, it was impacting me in a very negative way. So I was in denial that my love language is touch and touch is something very important. And so trying to manage a relationship from, you know, 2000 miles plus miles away um, is a challenge when you don't get to see and interact with your partner regularly. So I was really holding on to this idea that I could make it work. I could make it work. And my partner, um, their love language was quality time. So, you know, again, with long distance, it makes it really challenging to try and have quality time in the relationship. We did everything we could in terms of trying to be cute and, you know, have video dates and cooking dates and like anything virtually that we could and FaceTimed as often as possible and, you know, text. But this created a lot of problems because I, um, in relationships traditionally, I've had challenges with communication. I tend to be a very direct, blunt individual and just kind of like short and just bleh. And um, when you're text messaging, sometimes this can be, you know, uh, received as a completely different thing than what it was intended to. So it started creating some communication issues. And I was going through a lot, um, the diagnosis of the cervical cancer coming back in in November um, had really messed with me mentally. And so I'm just trying to wrap my brain around all of this. And what I ended up coming to the conclusion of is that when I sat back and really became the observer of everything that was going on with me energetically, I realized that my body was sending me flags trying to get my attention because there are certain aspects that I have been in denial and certain, certain characteristics that I've been embracing for a long time out of survival mode. So I have been operating out of my masculine energy for a very long time. Probably majority of my lifetime, um, I have leaned heavier into that masculine energy in order to survive, provide, protect, and I've had to um, shy away, in a sense, from being able to embrace my feminine energy. 
So when I started really analyzing this, I recognized that everything that had presented over several months was all related with the um, masculine representation of my body. So everything on the right side of my body was being in, like was having issues. And the right side of our body is what controls or what contributes to that masculine energy. And then the left side is what contributes to that feminine energy. And I'm going to just read to you guys. Um, so as I was saying, some of these um, masculine yang energies are things that require like supportive, leadership, structure, presence, grounding, direction, decision-making, completion, logic. So when I think back to, um, especially the last you know decade of my life, uh, being a single mom, post-divorce, having to go through school, you know, internships, um, graduate degree, there were just a lot of things that required me to have to really push myself um, and lean into those more masculine energies in order to accomplish and achieve. And so as I leaned into those qualities, I had to suppress a lot of things, you know, qualities like um, being loving and compassionate and gentleness and flowing and having vulnerability and sensuality and being able to feel and have, you know, um, trust my intuition and express emotion. Those were not safe things for me to um, embrace or so I thought those were not safe things. And, um, so ultimately, you know, I do this, I'm, I'm researching, I'm like, oh my God, everything's happening on the right. It's my masculine. Oh my God, I'm denying the feminine. And so the universe was literally just giving me all of the bread pieces to put the puzzle together. And I'm like having these moments where I'm like connecting the dots and I'm realizing, and I'm recognizing, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I know what's wrong. And so ultimately, um, I had to make a really tough decision. And that part of that tough decision was that I needed to be honest with myself and um, end the long distance relationship I was in because it was creating more distress, pain, and suffering than it was um, healthy. And so Ultimately, I had to have that conversation, which was really hard, but literally it felt like the second that I had that conversation, um, all of the symptoms, the extreme stomach aches, chronic fatigue, and um, pains in the joints, that like went away immediately. And I was able to vow that I was going to step into my feminine energy. And no matter what, I was going to trust in that. And the more that I really started putting emphasis on embracing that feminine energy within me, um, I could feel things coming into alignment. 
And so now we're several months down the line. Um, it's August. I just celebrated my 44th birthday, had another um, physical done, and I actually grew an inch. What? And on top of it, another thing that I thought was really interesting, uh, I went to my hairstylist when the salons were open for that very you know week or two that we had an opportunity. I went to get my grays covered because um, I hadn't had it done since before quarantine um, and had been doing like touch-up stuff at home. And so um, she was like baffled as she's going through my hair. Like you guys can see, like this is, for those on YouTube, you can see my um, grays, but this is like a month's worth of grow out. And you can see that there are parts of my hair where there is absolutely no gray growing whatsoever, but like down in the mid, like mid shaft halfway through my hair, she was showing me where, you know, you could see all the gray bands. She's like, I'm not really sure what's happening, but your hair is um, like the follicles are regrowing pigmentation and your hair is actually your natural color in certain spots. And so over here, it's like insane. Like, look at how this is like literally my natural color. It's insane. So that was really exciting to see that mysteriously my grays are disappearing. They're reversing. I grew an inch. I'm literally one of the healthiest people. My kidneys are intact and functioning phenomenally. My colon is beautiful. My breast, my vagina, everything is healthy. There is nothing wrong. Amazing, right? Like absolutely amazing. And so um, for me, this was really big validation for something that I have been preaching and practicing for quite some time. And the whole premise of why I developed this podcast, Think Yourself Healthy, because ultimately our thoughts literally dictate our physiology. And so I think that this is so impactful and profound because these aren't things that we are hearing from our doctors. Our doctors aren't telling us, you know, hey, you're living life out of alignment and that's why you're getting sick. Um, we don't hear these things. Instead, we're told, you know, this is part of the aging process or we don't know, maybe it's just IBS, we can't really figure it out, we don't understand why you're getting all of these new diagnoses of autoimmune disease, and the body is responding to what is happening in our brain that is basically um, dictating you know, a nervous system response. And so, um, you know, basically moving energy in the body is like um, the way that we raise our vibrational frequency in order to facilitate healing. And so this is how ultimately we are able to awaken the consciousness of our higher self into the higher realms. And literally, we can heal ourselves in um, profound ways by being present and being mindful and understanding, being the observer of our life and really, truly understanding, owning and embracing with, you know, radical responsibility where we need to invest our energy, resources and effort in order to heal the body efficiently. 
And what I find um, with practice is that most people don't really value a lot of the practices or holistic um, practices that ultimately can be huge game changers in reversing chronic disease and um, all of these symptoms and ailments that the doctors can't seem to diagnose um, and we start feeling better. So it's, it's really, really crazy. We are literally just beings of energy. Science is proving the existence of the human energy field is real and affects our physical reality in dramatic ways. So through our energy fields, our DNA get instructions about how they should be acting and behaving. So there's a doctor, his name is Dr. Bruce Lipton. Um, you guys might also know Dr. Dis Joe Dispenza. These are two of the huge pioneers um, that have been doing research for decades around what's happening in the brain, how it's impacting our nervous system and our cells, and how that contributes to our overall health and well-being, physically and mentally. And so, um, he was doing some research through Stanford University of Medicine and revealed evidence that, that um, basically they revealed evidence that changes in organisms are caused by gene activation from a stimulus coming from the surface of the cell wall rather than in the genetic code within the cell nucleus as widely believed previously. So our traditional medical system doesn't believe that environment is actually impacting how the cell is behaving. It really embraces the idea that there are genetic codes that are turning on these chronic diseases um, and, 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 you know, uh, health ailments. And so this was really, really profound evidence that um, has really helped pioneer this whole new field of science called epigenetics. And so with the epigenetics um, research that they have been doing, they have discovered that messages from our cells environment, including our thoughts and emotional state, generate energy flow of a particular nature at the surface of the cell that determines what the cell will do. So this epigenetics is just so fascinating that, you know, basically the environment is more important than our environment genetic inheritance when it comes to our experience and expression of health and well-being. This is so important to understand because as I was describing to you guys in this first part of the podcast, all of these physical things that I have experienced in my lifetime, they have all been triggered by environmental factors that allowed the genetics to be in a favorable state to turn the switch on and be active. So um, for me, I really understood the foundation of that when I got diagnosed with cervical cancer back in 2011 um, or 12, I can't remember what year. Anyway, because at that time I was in the thick of it 
I wasn't sleeping well. I was maybe getting two hours to three and a half hours a night of sleep. I was under an extreme amount of stress financially. Um, I was not thriving. I was really, really struggling and um, trying to provide as a single mother. It was just, it was so, so hard. And at that time, going through a master's program, working a full-time job and bartending nights and weekends, I wasn't attending to my nutrition. I wasn't staying hydrated. I was abusing caffeine. And so ultimately all of that for, you know, that 18 months that I was um, in the thick of that master's program, it allowed for my genetic situation of IgA nephropathy to our, I'm sorry, my genetic situation of IB, IgA nephropathy um, allowed for HPV to turn into cervical cancer. So I just want to clarify, um, I got diagnosed at 18 years old with a autoimmune kidney disease called IgA nephropathy. And at that time of my life, I was not, um, I lived off of Mountain Dew, Cheetos, barely any street sleep. I was um, using a lot of um, recreational drugs. Um, gosh, there was so much going on at that time. I was very angry individual, um, very lost, no confidence. Anyway, um, I had gotten a respiratory infection and the respiratory infection, this virus that I had gotten, I, I want to say it was mono, but I don't remember, created an environment that was favorable for this genetic condition to present itself. And it presented itself through the appearance of blood in my urine. And then I followed up with having a... Um, biopsy done and that's when they tested the tissue determined that it was the iga nephropathy and that at that point i had 60 percent function in both kidneys so fast forward to 2012 because i already had the autoimmune situation turned on my lifestyle practices at that time between you know prior moving up i want to say let's say 2010 going through my divorce to 2011 12 when i get diagnosed um there was a lot of stress a lot of lack of sleep a lot of poor lifestyle behaviors and that allowed hpv to turn into cervical cancer so the environment was created and it allowed for the virus to go into something bigger. And so then I had to have surgery to have all of that removed and everything was good up until what I thought and then November, right? Okay. So I hope you guys are following along. I know this is kind of, um, well, it's a lot of information and it's a lot of pieces of my body. So hopefully it's making sense. But if it isn't, I understand and um, encourage you guys to reach out to me, send me messages. If you need clarification, I'm happy to um, you know, support you there and try to make this all make sense. So um, basically the environment is generated by the energy of our individual thoughts and actions which lead to the production and movement of mole molecules of chemistry, which in turn lead to the activation of our DNA and overall cellular function. So many of you, if you follow me and know me well, you have heard me say over and over and over again that our body cannot differentiate between physical, mental, and emotional stress. All it knows is that it's in a stress state 
and therefore the stress response is triggered, central nervous system is turned on, cortisol and a cascade of other hormones are being delivered to the bloodstream and then there's specific responses that occur. And over a long period of time, being in this state, it really compromises our immune system, it inhibits our ability to heal and repair, it um, creates conflict with blood sugar regulation, um, hunger, being able to lose weight, adrenal function, thyroid function, sex hormone balance, you know, our mental state. So there's just so many things that are correlate, correlated. And it's like a domino. When you have the thought, it just triggers this cascade of things falling into the gutter. And so the reality is being able to have this you know, awareness around how powerful our thoughts are and how powerful our brain is in terms of dictating our overall health and wellness, to know that we have the ability to basically change the way we think, ultimately changing the way our quality of life is being impacted. So, you know, in other words, by what we think um, and do, it affects our energy that we create and our potential, our potential for our own healing. So that's huge. I think that that is so, gosh, that is just like so powerful. We must restore and maintain our energy flow to be healthy, body, mind, soul. Bottom line, we got to get into that alignment. And once we're able to fall into that place, everything just clicks and flows effortlessly. And it's just, it's just this phenomenal thing. So ultimately, if we truly want to be able to claim our full potential, we need to build the circuitry, like this, this, you know, the computer system, basically, in our brains and bodies so that we can live as energy beings. And then when we do this, we can heal every part of ourselves and begin to masterfully create a life experience of magnificence. That is so powerful, literally so powerful. We are all living um, in so many ways. We are so overstressed and we are so unhappy and we don't understand why. And it really does require us to take a step back and start thinking about the approach we are taking when it comes to our health and wellness. And more often than less, the approach that you have been taking, you have to do something different because it's not going to work anymore. Um, you know, cutting calories, and exercising more, you're just contributing to the problem. So ultimately, in order to truly be able to overcome what is happening in our brain, you know, in terms of our thoughts that's impacting our physiology um, is vital. And so we have to learn how to retrain our brain. And so I have developed a eight-week coaching program to break the emotional patterns, stop self-sabotage, and develop conscious behaviors for a healthy lifestyle. So I think that I'm going to make this literally my life mission and that I am going to talk about this 
nonstop because I feel like I talk about it a lot and I feel like, oh my God, if I have to say one more time, like our thoughts impact our physiology, that people are going to want to slit my throat. But the reality is when I have conversations with people, they have no clue. And they're like, we didn't even, we don't even know that, you know, this is what you do. And I realized, okay, I don't talk about this enough. So I'm going to have to let the ego go. Um, the ego part of me that is like, well, you're vain and, you know, talking about you and trying to promote your products. Well, the reality is I'm really freaking passionate about this. I've lived it firsthand and I have basically created a process that reversed engineered the journey I had to go through over the past 25 years in order to maintain my health and well-being. And so in this eight-week course, which I am super, super, super excited about, um, we are going to basically learn the roadmap to expanding your health, happiness, and consciousness, and answering your biggest question, why can't I stick with it? Why can't I stick with it? This podcast could be so long. I have so much to share with you, but I realize that, you know, we have things to do. And so again, that's why I created the course. So if you want to dive deeper into this stuff, um, it's truly a recipe for healing to get you out of the healing loops and self-sabotaging cycles that you have been addicted to. And it allows you to actually move forward into action. So this is a sustainable program that allows you to live your best life. During these eight weeks, you will build better beliefs, tame your overactive mind, uncover natural awareness and balance all of your body rhythms. Our bodies want to predict things. So we need to be in that natural rhythmic state when it comes to our sleep cycle, our stress management, our eating, our exercising, hydration, these things um, are vital to our well-being and they are also rhythms that our body energetically is tied to. So we will be focusing on mind, body, soul approach to health, covering everything from breaking emotional patterns to how to nourish the body. Our bodies become addicted to our emotional states, whether good or bad. If you keep repeating these same patterns, it means your body has developed a chemical appetite for those experiences. Like an addict, you'll draw experiences towards you to get your fix. The reason you can't stick with it isn't because you don't have willpower. It's because your su subconscious mind keeps re recreating experiences, ones that leave you feeling powerless and frustrated and right back into that healing loop and self-sabotage. So um, this course is going to be perfect for anyone who is experiencing anxiety or depression, autoimmune conditions, chronic fatigue, chronic stress, inflammation, digestive issues, weight issues, um, self-sabotage. I was the weed and now I can recognize it and I'm like, I try and I'm like, I can't even sabotage. I try, but I, mm. anyway, hormonal imbalances, um, immune vulnerability, sleep disturbance, poor self-image, 
or just having that feeling of like something's missing, like something is not complete, there's lack of joy and fulfillment. So this program will give you the edge, the accountability and the tools to thrive. You have everything you need inside you, it just needs to be cracked open and allowed to flow. So um, in this eight week program, we are gonna you know, discover the emotional patterns, triggers and subconscious behaviors that hold you back. Learn how to build better belief systems and take charge of your thoughts, emotions, and mental state. Develop conscious eating behavior so you can nourish your body from the inside out without the stress of counting calories and restricting food items. Overcoming chronic stress, anxiety, and depression. Reduce inflammation, boost the immune system, and heal your gut. Overcome chronic fatigue and boost energy levels. Release the attachment to your pain and heal physical ailments. This is huge. That is a huge piece. I can't express that enough. Balance your body rhythm, so sleep, movement, and nourishment. As I mentioned earlier, there is a specific rhythm that these things like to follow, and we need to get back into alignment. So enrollment closes August 25th, and for you guys, I decided for um, anyone who is listening to the podcast, you can use the code PODCAST for 30% off. Find the link to register in the show notes or visit heatherduranja.com or find me on Instagram at my newly changed handle, Heather Duranja. So awakening of the consciousness, basically that's what you're going to be doing. You're going to really learn to become the observer of your human body that you are um, having this experience in, and you're going to be able to really empower yourself and have the tools that you will need to start creating the change that is going to give you the desired outcomes in order to um, start living your best life. So um, anyway, so I'm really excited. I thought that, you know, I'll do something a little bit different. I'll do a midweek podcast talking about things super personal. Um, it's really hard to get up and talk to a camera or a, you know, a microphone all by yourself and not have um, anyone else engage with you. So um, I was in resistance to doing this, but I knew that it was really, really important that I share this information. And this is why I developed this program. I feel right now we are in a state of emergency and we need help and we need to start at the root in order to be able to truly empower ourselves to allow for the healing that is necessary for us to start living our best lives. So we have to rethink the approach we have been taking when it comes to our health and well-being. So I truly appreciate you guys hanging in there with me and um, going on this little, you know, timeline journey of uh, life. So anyway, I love you guys. You are all amazing. Um, thank you so much for all of the support I have been receiving with the podcast. 
if this information connects with you, um, please share, screenshot, take a screenshot of listening to the podcast. And if you have Instagram or Facebook, tag me at Heather Duranja and share with the audience. It literally like sets my soul on fire when I get these messages about how you guys perceive this information and how it has impacted you. Um, it's, you know, I literally have made this my life mission because I have experienced it firsthand and I know what's possible, but I also know what the struggles are and how challenging it can be and um, how to be able to develop the appropriate tools and resources needed in order to overcome these barriers that stand in the way from us having sustainable change and being able to live our best life. So again, if this information resonates with you, take a screenshot, tag me, um, please leave a review. You can give me a star, you can leave a comment, um, any thoughts. It's all very helpful. So thank you guys. And um, you'll see me again in just a few days with next Monday's episode of Think Yourself Healthy. Thanks for joining us on the Think Yourself Healthy podcast. Make sure you leave a review and let me know what you think. I love reading your feedback. Come hang out with me on Instagram at Heather Duranja. And don't forget to take a screenshot that you're listening to the podcast and tag me. I love to share it. See you on the next episode.